Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. more of those um, apparently but truthfully we're grateful to those men and women down there who come out on a cold February night and uh, put their life on the line and put their bodies on the line for ours no matter what happens car accidents plane crashes so while it's a little annoying we're very grateful for the folks behind that um, today in fact we have the uh, gentleman who was the chaplain at that fire company the night of the crash additionally Steve has been with us uh, for our 10th anniversary for many many things he's a friend uh, he, he, we're in his hearts, we're in his prayers, and I want Steve to come up and uh, just share a little bit from it for us. Would you, Stephen? This is Steve Bigner. That's going to go off again. Hi, everyone. It's uh, hard to be here today again, but good to be here in the same way. These are uh, sacred moments. Um, it's, it's good to see your faces tonight. You know, when uh, I was thinking today, when... when they lost Jesus, and he died. The disciples hunkered down for a little bit. And then for the next few years, they built his legacy, and they carried forward the legacy of what he was here to do. And I've watched you over the last 15 years do that exact same thing with the legacy of your family members. And so it's an honor to stand with you in these times. It's very fitting that as the tones drop over in Clarence Center and they head out for a motor vehicle accident, we're reminded. And I was reminded again this week and this day as I checked in with dozens of them to see how they're doing. Uh, it's like day one for them as well. You are in their hearts. Uh, you are in their prayers. Your family members are a part uh, of them as well. Uh, and so I bring you greetings from the uh, hundreds of first responders that were here Tomorrow I'll be at the airport um, with the staff there and with NTSB. Uh, Chris and, and Laura are kind enough to come on over and share the perspective of the families. They are still working 
15 years later to improve uh, the relations and care for uh, our families and our friends of those who are lost uh, in, in plane uh, accidents, traumatic accidents. And so uh, the work is still going and you're doing that work as well. And so I, I just give thanks tonight for your continued uh, passion and for your continued care for the message uh, to get that out there so that those who continue to fly over us even here tonight are safer because of the work that you're doing. So let me just invite you to pray with me if you would. Heavenly Father, these are the hardest of days. And so we come to these moments to remember and to remind ourselves of love that holds us forever. We thank you for your care for these families through the past 15 years. We thank you for their care of one another, for the community wrapping their arms around them and them serving and caring for this community. And so we ask you to hold them all tight today so that they will know of your presence and they will feel one another's presence around them and the presence of their loved ones. Thanks for this time to be able to come together. And all God's people said, amen. Uh, Marilyn is gonna come on up. I lied, John is gonna come back up. Thanks, Steve. Thank you, Steve. You've been a friend and a real brother to us. We appreciate it. You know, you guys, if you saw me on a call today with some of you folks, I choke up when I think about you folks. Um, you are family. And, and uh, Senator said it today that uh, in D.C. they don't refer to us as the 3407 group. They don't refer to us. They just say the families. The families are there. What do the families want? What do the families think? And, and uh, I'm looking around. You guys are really in my heart. You really are. You've become like families. We've suffered together. We've lost together. We've worked together. We've laughed together. We've uh, met together. And, and we parted together. Um, <laughs> that's right. So you really have been like family. And without all of you support and determination, we wouldn't have changed the laws in, in D.C. We wouldn't have changed the now today we can stand here 15 years, not a single plane crash in the United States of America because of you guys. And I just want to thank you all for that. Additionally, as you know, without Congress and Senate, we couldn't have done this. And tonight we have, uh, there's Nick there, Nick Langworthy. Come on up, Nick. Um, He's our represent local representative. Let me tell you a little bit about Mr. Langworthy. He started with us from day one while he wasn't in the, in the office. From day one, he was with us. This year, we had probably the most severe challenge to leaving our laws in place that I've experienced. Ken Mellett, who's part of our group, many of you know him, called me from D.C. when he was down there one day and said, John, in 15 years, this is the first time I felt like we're defeated. It's too much against us. Um, really was a hard push against our regulations, against the Safety Act we had enacted. And while it makes no sense to me to do that, that's what's going on there. But this man, who's, who's down there, um, he sits on the other side of the aisle from some of the guys that um, passed the law. But Nick went to his colleagues and said, we have to keep this in place. We have to keep this legislation. He worked with Brian, he worked with himself, with Claudia Tenney, right? Um, and they got the House to leave our legislation intact. And let me tell you, they weren't going to do it. They were determined to change it. But this man worked hard on our behalf. So I want to thank you, Nick, and appreciate it, brother. Thank you very much, John. Good evening. Western New York will never forget what happened here on this hallowed ground 15 years ago. And the pain that we feel today is the same pain that we felt then. 
As a congressional staffer at the time, I was I was here uh, the night of the crash. Uh, as a member of Congress, I worked for Mr. Chris Lee. He was in Washington in a session, and, and I got the call, like many others, and we came here to see what we could do to help. And I remember being out on the ground that night and, and, and meeting some of you in the days ahead, and, and those were some of the toughest things I ever did uh, as a member of any congressional staff. Uh, it's difficult to put into words just how heartbreaking it was to witness uh, so many families torn apart with such a, a wound inflicted on our community. Uh, as we saw the wreckage, we attended funerals and formed enduring bonds with the families who bear the weight of unimaginable loss. We all carry the pain from that day, but none of us more than you, the families of Flight 3407 or as Senator Schumer brought up today, just the families. Uh, and that's, that's very appropriate. Uh, for the past 15 years, these families have shown us that strength can come out of pain. Their heartbreak has been transformed into passion to ensure that other families have not and hopefully will not ever have to experience that same pain again. In one of the darkest hours of your lives, you went to Washington, D.C. and demanded change. This is what our democracy is supposed to be all about. Every representative and senator involved in aviation policy have heard from you. They know you. They know many of you by face. And every time airline safety is brought up, your voice is echo in the halls of Congress. We will not settle for anything less than the highest standard of airline safety. These, you as the families have been successful in pushing Congress to enact a new level of airline safety in the United States. The envy of all the world should be a world standard in aviation safety. And being able to pass those flight safety measures based on the lessons learned from this tragedy this night 15 years ago, it is the law of the land and still remains the law of the land. And I can speak now from experience because this is not an easy thing to do. But because of your determination, you have made air travel the safest it's ever been in the United States of America. And it's because of you that have worked so hard on this that are here today that Americans can fly with peace of mind that they're going to make it home to their families at the end of the day. Having known many of you for, for years, uh, this was absolutely one of my top priorities when I got to Washington. And I was proud to lock arms with Brian Higgins, our now former member of Congress, and Congresswoman Claudia Tenney. And we took on members of both parties that wanted to see change or thought this was something that they could negotiate for based on something else they wanted in the FAA authorization. This was the red line that we would not let them cross. And I am so proud that we were able to amend that bill over the wishes of a powerful committee chairman to make sure that these standards stay in place. And I don't care if it's five years from now, 10 years from now, if I'm still there and standing, I'll be in this fight with you every single step of the way. It's an honor to be here with you on this very sacred occasion. And I will always stand with you, the families of Flight 3407. God bless you all. Does that include when you're in the Senate? I will never be in the Senate. <laughs> Speaking of which, I don't know if any of you um, know one of our senators, Senator Schumer, you guys know him? Um, 
Talk about a lion for us. Talk about a guy who stood and won't move. Uh, I won't bore you with the rules of the Senate and how, how it works there, but he single-handedly many times kept us intact. Matt, where are you? Right there. Uh, Matt Robles from Senator's office, and uh, Chuck, if you will, uh, couldn't come today. He was planning a meeting us here today, and they are uh, passing bills for Ukraine and bills for Israel that are important, and he has to be there to get them on the floor. So uh, he sent Matt, who I've talked to hundreds of times. <laughs> Thank you so much, Chuck. So yes, as, as John noted, I am I am not Senator Schumer, but uh, I'm happy to pass along uh, and read uh, some ex excerpts of uh, the floor speech that he made today in support of this. Um, Working with the families to change, to strengthen America's aviation has been one of the most satisfying and inspirational things I have done in my entire time in Congress. Uh, I have laughed and cried with the Kausners, the Eckerts, and so many of the wonder pe wonderful people more times than I can count. Uh, the scripture says that in moments of darkness, it is natural to turn inward, uh, to curse the darkness, but if they, you are able to light a candle instead, that is saint-like. These families, so many that we talked to earlier today, uh, are, are saint-like. They lost loved ones, the holes in their hearts exist every single day, but instead of turning inward to darkness, they decided to light a candle and work diligently and persist and change the law so it wouldn't happen to others in the future. So for 15 years, instead of, the cur instead of cursing the darkness, the, victims, uh, the families of the victims of Flight 3407 lit a candle. In their grief, their families came together, they organized, and they raised their voices. Because of these families, airlines across America are safer. Praise God, as we've mentioned, we have not had a single crash uh, in America since uh, 2009. These families helped establish the 1,500-hour training rule that pilots must follow. They helped create the pilot records database and new rules around pilot fatigue to ensure that what happened in 3407 never happens again. These families' advocacy is just what the Founding Fathers envisioned Average citizens with heartfelt convictions, persisting and getting it done. These families didn't have campaign contributions, deep pockets, or super PACs. All they had was their convictions. So today, uh, I am personally honored to be here, and I know Chuck wish, uh, wishes he could be here. Uh, but today we are here to honor those families, your families, and remember the, uh, the loved ones but we also acknowledge that the fight is not done. The fight is one that will always continue. As you know, we've moved uh, the, we've recently advanced the bipartisan reauthorization bill. So I thank you for uh, all those that made calls to the representatives to make that happen. So in conclusion on this issue, we remember those who are lost. We also say a thank you to the families for lighting the way and finding a better way, a safer way for the future. Thank you for your courage, your, your brilliance, and your grace. You've changed the history of this nation, uh, which is something very few can say. Thank you for having me. Honored to be here, and uh, thank you for all your advocacy. Absolutely. And I want to say that's not just words. You folks changed aviation You folks changed aviation history. I want you to hear that. Um, I don't know how many hundreds of people went home to dinner tonight because of you folks. And speaking of you folks, uh, there's three folks here particularly that have worked hard. Karen and Sue have, are 
I don't know how you did it. They just work endlessly. They're they're like mini computers walking around with blonde hair. They're just <laughs> incredible what they've done in D.C., the hard work they've done. And, of course, my beautiful bride, she is, always puts our social stuff together, everything. We've met together. My wife's been behind it, I can assure you of that. And that's been lots and lots of time. So uh, we're going to take a moment and remember those that we lost, what started us on this journey, our loved ones, their daughters, our husbands, our wives. Um, so Karen and Sue and Marilyn, if you come up and read the names for us. Mary J. Abraham, Clarence A. Butel III, David M. Borner, Linda L. Davidson, Ronald D. Davidson, Allison L. DeForge, my sister, Beverly Eckert, Chief Master Sergeant John J. Fiore, Ronald Gonzalez, Brad S. Green, Sr., Zhou Feng Guo, Ruth V. Harrell, Stephen L. Johnston, Johnson, Kevin W. Johnston, George Abu Karam, Elise Marie Kausner, Nicole Korzakowski. Jonathan R. Perry, Jerome D. Krasuski, Brian David Kuklowitz, Beth Ann Kushner, Sean Andrew Lang, Madeline Maddie Loftus, Lauren A. Maurer, Donald McDonald, Coleman T. Mellet, Dawn M. Monachino, Dawn E. Mossop, Donald G. Mossop, Sean M. Mossop, Jennifer E. Neal, Baby Boy Neal, Gerard Joseph Nywood, Mary Bell Pettis. Flight Attendant, Donna L. Prisco. Flight Attendant, Matilda Quintero. Ferris M. Reed. Captain Marvin Dean Renslow. Julie Reese. John G. Roberts III. Kristen Marie Saffron. First Officer, Rebecca Lynn Shaw. Depender Sidhu. Jean-Marie Marzoff Zernez, Darren Talsma, Susan Alice Whaley, Ernie West, Douglas C. Walinski, Shabin Yao, Henry Clay Yarber, Jr., Captain Joseph Zaffaletto.
actually. No, I'll do that at the hospital. I'm just going <coughs> to invite it here. <coughs> Alright, Jeff. Just taking a minute to remember those we lost here. We lost them here. Um, just thank you all for being here tonight. Thank you all for being part of our family. And uh, we're going to leave here and go over to Murphy Browns. I don't know where it is, by the way. I know we're close. Um, and all of you are invited, including uh, our honorary family member, Jerry Jaremski, um, is going to join us. And uh, we're going to all go over there, have a bite, share, laugh, enjoy, um, take all the time you want here. But God bless you and really thank you for your work. Thank you for your work. It's just, uh, America owes you a debt. I don't know what your moms and dads are home tonight and daughters and sons and brothers and sisters, but they owe you a debt. Thanks so much. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.